is best month. They announced about the Nobel Prize winners of this year. Four of them are Jewish. There is uh, Louis Glock in literature, Roger Peneros in physics, Paul Milgram in economics, Alvi Alter Alter in medicine. Four people, four of those who got the Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize are Jewish. And what is amazing, what is astonishing is, as everybody knows, as people talk about it, the number of Jews in the world compared to the amount of people in the world is 0.2. And the number of people who got the Nobel Prize is huge. Since 1901, when it was awarded the first Nobel Prize, there were around 930 people gotten the Nobel Prize. 208 of them were Jewish. 23% of, of the people who received the prize are Jewish. It's really unbelievable. It's 100 times more than the percentage in, in, uh, in, 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 in among people. And it's when you calculate the people who were killed in the Holocaust, the Jews who were murdered in the Holocaust, six million Jews, that the number would be much higher. And every time during this time of the year, you read articles that people try to figure out what is it, what's the secret of the Jewish people that they produce so many Nobel Prize winners. For me, it's coming. If you ask the Korean people, they will tell you that the Jewish people are smarter. Why they're smarter? Because they learn Talmud. That's, the people, that's why the people in South Korea are translating the Talmud to their language and trying to learn and trying to be as smart as the Jews. They come, they, they come to the yeshivas in Israel and they try to figure out what is it? What's the secret? Other people say, no, that's a racist thing to say that we are smarter. It's just the, the culture of the Jewish people is valuing education. Learning is very important. That's what the secret is. Maybe, but you know, the Chinese people are also valuing education very much. And we didn't hear anything like this from them, anything similar. But I don't know what the secret is of the Jewish people, why everybody is so, is, is so smart. But maybe I want to share with you a story from the Zohar that maybe will shed some light on this question. The Zohar tells us an amazing story. Was a rabbi who lived in the third, the fourth century. He lived in Babylon. His name was Rabbi Abba, like the name Abba, Abba, Abba in Ima Abba. His first name was Abba. Rabbi Abba lived in Babylon. He was a great scholar. And in addition, he was a businessman. He was rich relatively and he dealt with silk. That was his business. It was a big business at that time. And he decided to make Aliyah to Israel. He came to Israel. He settled in the city of Tiberias in the north. And he, after a while, the beginning was out for him, but after a while he opened the yeshiva. 
And he made an announcement. Anybody who wants to be rich should come to learn Torah in my yeshiva. Many people came. Whoever wants to be rich, come to my yeshiva. I wish I could tell, I could tell, so I make such a statement. Then, one day, was a bachelor living around in the neighborhood. He came to Rabbi Abba and he told him, Rabbi, I heard that you said that if, I, if people want to be rich, they should uh, join the yeshiva. I want to be rich. He told them, welcome, be my guest. He asked him, what's your name? He says, Yossi. He turns to his disciples and he tells them, call him from now Rabbi Yossi, the master of, the, of, of, of wealth and, and good name, and honor. That's what he says. He's the master of wealth. He will, he will become rich, so to speak. And this Yossi, that they called him Rabbi Yossi in Yeshiva, sat down to learn Torah. Time passed, he learns, maybe a year, two. One day he comes to Rabbi Abbe, and he tells him, Rabbi, no, there is the richness. You promised me that if I will learn Torah, I'll be rich. I don't see it. Then he told them that the rabbi was a little, little, a little disappointed. He was sure that after learning Torah for so long, he will appreciate the Torah for the Torah, not as a tool to become rich. You're asking for me, like, you want to know where, the, where is the riches? Where is the money? You're learning Torah. Obviously, you didn't get it. He went into his study, and he was thinking to himself, maybe God should punish this man. What are this insult to the Torah that he doesn't want? He's using the Torah as a tool to become rich after so long of learning. So much. But then he heard a voice from heaven that tells him, don't punish him. This man is destined to be a great man. He will be a great scholar one day. Hear this voice in his head. He walked out. He goes to this Yossi and he tells him, sit, my son, sit. I will make you rich. Continue. You'll be rich. Before long, walks in somebody in the yeshiva and he tells him, He's looking for the rabbi, the head of the yeshiva. They introduce him to Rabbi Abba. He tells the, the rabbi, I came to make a partnership. I cannot learn Torah. I never had a chance to learn Torah. I didn't go to Cheder. I didn't go to yeshiva. I don't know how to learn Torah. But I have money. I want to make a partnership with somebody who should learn Torah for me and my BF. And he takes out from his bag a, a goblet made out of gold, not just gold, the most expensive, the most refined gold. It's called Paz. There is Zahav and there is Zahav Paz, made of Paz, the Paz gold. And when he took out this goblet, the, room, the goblet was shining, the gold was shining. And he tells them, my father just died and he was a very rich man. And he left me 13 cups like this he had on the table. You can imagine how rich he was. All belongs to me. And I want to make a partnership with somebody to learn, they should learn Torah for me. You see in Judaism, it's a very common thing. Then two people make a partnership. 
somebody who is a businessman, he doesn't have time to learn, he runs around, he's busy, or somebody who never had a chance to learn, to add an get an education to learn. He makes a partnership with somebody who learns Torah. He supports him, and in, in, in turn, he gets the spiritual reward of learning Torah. First of all, there is a physical reward that's written in the Bible, written in the Shema. You learn Torah, and therefore you live long. Also in the Parashat Bechukotai, in the, in the, in the, in the, it's written there, if you go, if you learn the Torah, God will give you rain in your field, and you'll get peace in the land, and everything will be good. He wants it too. He cannot learn himself, but he makes a partnership with somebody else. He makes a deal. This started all the way from the beginning of time, from Issachar and Zulon, the two, two tribes who came into the land of Israel, Issachar and Zebulun. Zebulun were business, businessmen. Issachar was scholars. That Zebulun made a partnership with Issachar, they will support them. And the Torah of Issachar, the merit of the Torah of Issachar, they will share the merit, they will split the spiritual merit with with, uh, with uh, Zebulun, that they should also have a connection to the Torah. This young man walks into the yeshiva and he wants to make a deal. He's looking for a partner to share with him his Torah. Abi Abba thinks this is from God. This is unbelievable. Here is Yossi. I have the, it tells him I have the best guy, I have the perfect candidate for you. He calls Yossi over, he tells him here. You ask me all the time, you want to be rich. Here is a guy who is ready to make you rich and you should share with him the merit of Torah. Everybody is happy. It was like from God, it was unbelievable. He gave him the goblet, the shining paz, gold paz goblet, and he supported them on a regular basis. And he learned Torah on his BF. Everybody is happy. Time passed. The, Tal the Zohar doesn't tell us how long it was. Maybe a month, maybe a year, I don't know. One day Rabbi Abba walks into the yeshiva, walks among the benches, looks at the student. He sees that his student, Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, the one who wanted richness, is crying. He comes over to him and said, what happened? What's now? You're rich, you're happy, what's now? Does them Rabbi, I realized the preciousness of the Torah. And I realized how full I was, what a fool I was to share the merit of learning Torah for money. I regret on the deal that I made. Rabbi Abba thought to himself, oh, finally now he reached the destiny to learn to appreciate the Torah for what it is. Not for the money, for the connection with God, for the wisdom of God that you can unite when you learn Torah, you become one with God. You, you learn the knowledge of God, the joy that a person has when he learns Torah. And he told them, okay, he called back this businessman who made the partnership and he told them, listen, the Torah that you learn now was good, but Yossi wants to break the partnership. Tells the businessman, don't worry. Listen, he tells him, you go, give your money to the poor and to the orphans. And he, the rabbi tells them, I will learn Torah on your behalf. And Yossi will learn Torah for himself. And he gave him back the, this golden goblet. That was the sign that the deal was over. 
but they still continue to call him Rabbi Yossi Ben Pazi. Rabbi Yossi wants the Paz, the gold man. His name is Yop Ben Pazi, and he had many sons. They all were great scholars. And the last name was Ben Pazi, the man of the gold, of the past gold. And once the Rebbe told the story and he asked, this man gave up on the gold. Why we continue to embarrass him and to mention to him, to remind him, oh, this is the man who learned Torah for the gold. The Rebbe said something very interesting. It's written in Jewish law, there's a Talmudic statement that when a person learns Torah, begins to learn Torah, we don't tell them, I want you to learn Torah for the right reason. You should do it because it's the right thing to do. No, 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 no. A child learns Torah, you give him candies. By Enkel or Kenu, you give him candies. Then he gets older, you give him money. See, I once gave money to little kids, Hanukkah girl, they left it on the floor. They didn't even bother to take it. I learned they have to give him the chocolate girl, Hanukkah girl, the, the candies. But you give him money when he gets older. He gets older, you promise him a car. He gets older, you tell him you'll be a rabbi. You give him incentives. Eventually, he comes to the conclusion, he, he learns to appreciate the Torah for itself, and he starts to learn Torah for other incentive. For the beginning, as Miriam calls it, it's positive reinforcement. It's not bribery. And the Torah is encouraging it. That here, the Talmud saw somebody that is a perfect, is a living example for the concept in the Torah. That you learn Torah, Shelolishma, not for the right reason, for the wrong reason, but eventually you come to learn Torah for the right reason. But this story made me think, brought to my attention, is two things. In a society that somebody is ready to pay money to share the merit of another person's learning Torah, not because he wants to help him to finish college, to get an education, should have a good job, just learning Torah for the sake of learning Torah, because I want to have a share in the learning of the Torah, to have, a, to have a connection to it. And in a society that somebody one day can wake up and say, I don't want to, to sell my Torah for money because the Torah is too precious for me. In such a society that appreciates learning so much and both ends, and one end somebody wants, is ready to give, to pay money just to, get the spiritual and untangible reward for it. And on the other hand, the other guy who doesn't want to share it, in such a society, it's not a surprise that so many scholars grow up when you value learning so much. Now, learning Torah is something that the Jewish people do since Mount Sinai. It's a part of the Jewish society, no matter how old you are. It's not only something you have to get an education. You're going to college, you graduate college, you get your PhD, you're done. And then you just do supplement education for your profession. Learning Torah is something that you do when you're 20 and you're 40 and you're 16, you're 18, you're 90, every day, every free moment. But the truth is the Jewish people didn't start to learn Torah only from Mount Sinai. They started to learn Torah before Mount Sinai. The Talmud tells us Abraham was at a yeshiva and he was teaching Torah. What was Abraham teaching in his yeshiva? He taught the seven Noahite laws. He taught about the belief of God. At that time, believing God was not such a simple thing. It was a society of pagans. 
and he talked about the seven the other Nochai clause to set up a, a justice system. All the mitzvahs between men and men, all the mitzvahs that to keep a civil society, the Nochai, the non-Jews are also obligated. That will do his teaching. And in this passage, we read about the birth of Isaac. A miracle took place. Abraham was 100, Sarah was 90, a baby was born. Then the Torah tells us, then when, when, then when Isaac got a little older, Abraham made a party, a big party, and invited all the dignitaries, Og the giant, and uh, shame, and, uh, shame the son of Noah, and Aver his grandson, and it was Avimelech, anybody knows the names from the Bible, and all the important people, Eshkol and Erem Amre, because Abraham was a very important person, a rich man, everybody knew him. But the question is, in honor of what was the party? Why throw the party for Isaac, in honor of what? Then one opinion in the Medrash says, it was in honor of Abraham's, of Isaac's bris. The party was a bris. Another opinion says, in another Medrash, it was his bar mitzvah. Not a bris, his bar mitzvah. And then comes another opinion in that says, no. It was an Isaac learned from Abraham, the laws, the book of belief of God, and what it means. And when he finished the book, they made a graduation. They made a seum, it's called. They celebrate the ending of the learning of this book. Basically, when finally Isaac graduated something in Heder, he was 10 years old, the Medrash says, then they made a party then this party was the first graduation of a Jewish child, of Jewish learning. That's what Judaism is all about. In a, in a, in a society that to celebrate every ending of every part of, of your Torah, every time, and it's a part of the Talmud. Simchas Torah is not about celebration. Learning is in the genes. That's what it's all about. We should also look for every opportunity to learn privately with other people in groups, because learning is our biggest joy we can have.